So self-resistor that is really uh, a true fundamental research actor. He is ranked one of the top chemists in the world today by academic influence. So his dedication to science and continuously looking for discovery and, and for something better makes it an amazing opportunity for Noble Panacea to upgrade the technology as much as we can. So there is always iteration and better solutions that are found and integrated into the brand that are consumer-facing or not consumer-facing. So the research never stops. Welcome to the Glam & Grow podcast. I'm your host, Takara Suet, Head of Partnerships at Wavebreak. On this show, we talk with leaders of beauty, fashion, and lifestyle brands. We dive into their stories, lessons learned, and perspectives on how the industry is ever evolving. Subscribe and join us each week as we glam and grow. This episode is brought to you by Wavebreak. Most brands don't email right and it costs them. With ad costs getting more and more expensive, a world-class email and SMS program is essential. This is why Wavebreak exists. We're the premier email and SMS marketing agency that helps brands take their retention programs to the next level. If you want to learn more about partnering with us and how we can help, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co slash call. Joining me today on Glam and Grow is Celine Talabaza, CEO of Noble Panacea. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, it's a pleasure to be here. So you have such a unique resume and have worked for some of the biggest brands in the world at L'Oreal and LVMH. So talk to me about your previous experience and how you ended up at Noble Panacea. Right. So early in my career, I actually had the choice to choose between pharma and beauty. And I chose beauty because at the time I was in Paris and I was invited to join one of the biggest beauty house in France, which is L'Oréal. And for me, cosmetic at that time, and it's still true, is a merge of three disciplines that I love. The first one is science. The second one is art and how we can communicate about cosmetics. And the third one is the reality is that the beauty industry is a competitive and fascinating business landscape. So that's why I, I chose beauty. So I studied at L'Oréal and then I moved to Singapore, still at L'Oréal. And I actually launched the same beauty products in Paris and in Singapore. And they still exist, by the way. And at that time, I discovered really all the differences between consumer insights, consumer desires, needs and how they could be different from, of course, Europe to Asia. And I think that triggers the curiosity that I have of learning about people's need in beauty in different regions of the world. And from that moment, then I joined a different group, such as LVMH, Unilever, and I worked on regional roles and then global roles on pretty much all the category in the beauty industry, so from head to toe. And then I moved to New York. And yeah, I would say in a rather short time, I had the opportunity to launch different products in different categories and to understand the commercial and retail aspects of things, as well as formula development and campaign creation. So after New York, I moved to Zurich for personal reasons. And that's when Surface Stoddard's team reached out to me in order to look at the technology he has discovered. And if there was a possibility of application in skincare, 
And that's where Noble Panacea story started. How impactful is it, would you say, living in different markets and then working in different markets? Are they more similar than one would think? Or what were some of your learnings in living everywhere from Europe to Asia to New York? I would say on a personal level that um, these three cities or region of the world couldn't be more different from the others. And then from working in the same industry in three different continents, it was really eye-opening because the consumer insights are completely different. Uh, Such basic things on what do we consider beautiful or what are we focusing on? For example, on, on eye makeup product in Asia or in Europe is completely different. Or the understanding of a statement in Europe compared to in the US is also very different. So I think that taught me how to always ask myself whenever you want to communicate a message about your product, how do you make sure that you take into account and that will resonate really well with your end consumer? So talk to me about the inception of Noble Panacea. How involved were you in the development process or did you sort of come in as CEO you know, after the brand was created? And what sort of white space did you recognize like in the industry? Yeah, so I came uh, right at the beginning. Uh, the brand didn't exist yet. So the whole inception of the brand started at both Northwestern University in Chicago, where I sat down with Sir Fraser and with my colleague, uh, Audrey, who is still uh, at Noble Panacea. And we spent time understanding all the possibilities that this encapsulation technology will bring to the skincare industry. Then the whole market study, the brand positioning strategy, the briefing of the formula was developed in our office in Zurich, together with our laboratory based in California. So I really arrived before the brand was created. And we launched Noble Panacea in October 2019 in the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. That was a gorgeous evening, uh, surrounded by an exceptional audience. And since then, we have not stopped selling Noble Panacea um, for a single day. So. Wow, that's, I'm sure that was a stunning event. So can you talk to me a little bit more in depth about Sir Fraser and his discovery and why nobody talks about this molecular encapsulation and the delivery system? Sir Fraser Studart was awarded the Nobel Prize of Chemistry in 2016. He discovered the OSMV. This stands for Organic Super Molecular Vessels. And it, it is a system of safe, green, programmable, smart encapsulation system that enables your skincare to deliver active ingredients on a constant rate during the whole day or the whole night. And that makes the active ingredient penetrate deeper into the skin layers. That also allows us to work around sequence of release of active ingredient that can be done in sync with the biorhythm of your body and your skin. So put it in a simple way, is like now your cream is working as if many different fashionists are working on your face at different time of the day, the whole day or the whole night. Wow. So this is there's such complex chemistry behind the brand. So how are you communicating this to to customers in a in a clear way that really 
captures their attention? And then how long was the development process? Like, were there many iterations of the product or once he, he found his findings, it was, it, you kind of just hit the ground running. So surface is that is really a, a true fundamental research actor. He is ranked one of the top chemists in the world today by academic influence. So his dedication to science and continuously looking for discovery and, and for something better makes it an amazing opportunity for Noble Panacea to upgrade the technology as much as we can. So there is always iteration and better solutions that are found and integrated into the brand that are consumer-facing or not consumer-facing. So the research never stops. And how long um, the process of development took? Well, once we had that WSMV technology developed, I think it was a matter of defining what was the need, again, of our clients and what would be interesting to provide to our client as a different sequence of ingredients, different encapsulation of different ingredients, so then they get the benefit they are looking for. So I would say we started working together and then we launched our first product maybe a year after. But something that I love to highlight is just the making of one cream or one moisturizer from Noble Panacea is ex- an extremely long process because the OSMV itself are created through a crystallization process. And it's not like you can make them just in one hour. So it grows slowly and then you have to load them with um, the, the active ingredient and then integrate them into the formula. And then, of course, our pack is put together very carefully. So the whole process of making a product is very long. And how are you communicating this process to your customers without going too granular um, to keep them really interested and not have it be too complex? So this is a great challenge, to be honest, because we have many things to say. We have a lot of education to do, because as you mentioned, this is not something that is encapsulation or delivery system of ingredients uh, are not a it's not a conversation that's happening in the beauty industry today. Uh, the beauty industry right now is more focusing on the quality of the formula, if they are clean or not, which Noble Panacea's formulation are clean and have no nasty. But the beauty industry really focuses on the quality of, of the ingredient, which is great. But you can have the most qualitative ingredient in the world if it's not catered into a proper delivery system. It might just die or be non-effective by the time it reaches your skin. So the whole point of having that ingredient in the cream is then um, reduced to almost zero. So that's why the delivery system is so important. And how do we communicate this to our clients? Well, we try to make it fun and enjoyable because it's a very serious topic. Sophisticated science and chemistry is never easy to communicate. So we make sure that we express the science through our website and, and our team members on the ground floor and at our different counters. But also we provide different types of information that makes people understand the value of the brand and make them interested to start reading about Noble Panacea. Um, so the different anchors could be philanthropy, sustainability, uh, mentorship, but this is um, 
all of all of these different pillars are very core to the brand because they are true to surprise and the person he is. And that's where we can get a hook and get people interested to look at science because people who come to us to really look at science and understand and, you know, sit down for five minutes so we can tell them all about the USMB. There are very few people that have the patience and the, the real interest to know that actually a cream without a delivery system is not necessarily working so well. Black Friday and Cyber Monday is going to be here before you know it. If you've been listening to Glam and Grow for the last year, you know that I work at Wavebreak, the leading boutique email and SMS agency. We put together a webinar for you going over what we've learned over these past six years, and this Q4 is going to be very different. There are a lot of factors at play that were not shaking up e-commerce this time last year, so we cover all of them and more in the webinar, so be sure to check it out at bfcmwebinar. That's bfcmwebinar.com. I definitely want to dive deeper into the sustainability aspect, but firstly, I'd love to talk about branding and packaging and how, how the product is in individual daily doses. So talk to me about the branding process. Did you do it internally? Like, do you have like your core team because you have such an established career in beauty? And then talk to me about the thought process behind the octagon shape and having individual daily doses. I've actually never seen that before. So I'm curious how you came up with that. So we do everything uh, internally. We are not a huge team, but we do everything internally. So the octagonal shape is actually a, a hint or a representation of the USMB. Because if you were to look at some of the videos we have online, we can see the USMB is like an octagonal cube. Uh, so that octagon shape is actually the shape of the USMB. And then the reason why we are in daily dose, it's because the USMB itself is like a capsule that needs to remain closed until we say so. And that needs to open their door when we have programmed them to do so. So if we were to drop all the OSMB into a jar, potentially all the capsules, all the OSMBs would potentially open their doors before you even get to pick up the cream on your finger. So the reason why we keep it in daily dose is to protect the integrity of the OSMB, that capsule that protects the active ingredient. And so once you, you open the daily dose, the cream starts working in the programmed sequence we have planned and formulated the formula for. So that's the reason why we are in daily dose. It's very hygienic. It's very useful for having a lower preservative system. It's also very useful for travel. But the real reason why we are in daily dose, it's to keep the integrity of the USMB. Oh, that's so interesting. My initial thought when I received the beautiful packaging, I think the packaging is fantastic, but I actually thought it was for travel. So that's, that's so interesting. And then have you had a lot of clients maybe be a little bit confused by that? Or is that part of the education? Yes, you're right. Both of the statements are correct. I think this is something that we are not necessarily used to, uh, the format and the usage. So a lot of education needs to be done in terms of, you know, and I think after COVID, people are more mindful about like dipping their fingers at different times into the same jar. And if if um, the cream remains like pristine, it's probably because it holds a lot of like uh, preservative. But it's very important for us to 
communicate about the reason why we're in daily dose and then see and try and, and see the effects for yourself on your skin. Because at the end of the day, it's still a moisturizer or it's still a serum. So whatever the science is, you need to try it on your skin and see the result. And I think uh, with Noble Panacea, there is a beautiful story that needs to be told and explained. There is no way we can explain from A to Z the entire story. And the best to do is really to try the product and see the results on your skin on it will speak for itself because a cream that is acting the whole day, releasing ingredient the whole day into the, um, uh, within the right dosage really makes a difference versus a non-OSMV moisturizer. And then how did you determine the dosage size? Because, you know, people obviously have very different skin types, maybe someone with, you know, very oily skin versus very dry skin. Um, have you had any feedback about, you know, people wanting more product in the daily dose or maybe, maybe less? Of course, we had different feedback. The majority of people find the dosage uh, suitable. Of course, we explained that, you know, for the serum and for the moisturizer, you're supposed to not only apply it on the face, but don't forget the neck. And then for the eye cream, that's probably where the dosage is a little ge too generous for the eye area. So in that case, we recommend to um, use whatever is needed for the eye and then to apply the rest on the lip, and that works very well. And then when it comes to the overnight mask, it's a very generous format that really allows you to massage the mask before letting it sink in. And the way we uh, prepare the dosage, my product development team is really on top of testing and retesting and retesting everything so we make sure that's suitable for um, daily usage and you know everything we do at Noble Panacea goes back to precision because that's one of the fundamental values that Surfraiser is sharing with us is science is a precise um, uh, it, it's a precise environment and a precise uh, uh, discipline so everything we do at Noble Panacea is extremely precise to packaging formula dosage etc everything is up to extreme precision. Yeah, I would expect nothing less. And, um, you know, the, <laughs> pri the pricing definitely reflects the complexity and prestige of the brand. So I'm curious who, I love how you say clients instead of customers, who your client is, how you communicate to them. And do you consider this to be a luxury product or, or it's even a little bit beyond that? It's definitely a luxury good, but I would define luxury as made of quality. So you, you can understand luxury in a different way, right? That's, it's part of like the tradition or the craft. And then you realize that the cost of good is not that high. It's just like the branding and the equity that have leased for so long. And that makes you uh, a luxury good. In our case, of course, we are three years old. It's really about the technicity and the fact that the entire product is put together with the most qualitative material. So for example, that white box that you uh, probably have seen is made out of uh, starch. So it's a biodegradable material that not a lot of supplier uh, can provide, that the beauty industry doesn't use at the moment. So it comes at a very high price. The other example I can give is the scientists we work with at Noble Panacea Laboratory are 
the only one in the world to be able to manipulate, to know how to manipulate the USMVs. So all of this expertise and care that goes into the product is reflected as well on, on the price. Yeah, that makes sense. And then segueing into sustainability and, you know, it being so important to educate, you know, for a successful future and a better generation tomorrow. Talk to me about some of the charitable components of the brand and how important sustainability is. Of course. So Sam Fraser has always um, been working in the field of green chemistry. And uh, Noble Panacea is uh, respecting the 12th principle of green chemistry, which is basically 12 principles mentioning and making sure that waste management during production process is optimized. And for him, you know, the most important thing is really to gift to the next generation. So it could be his knowledge, could be the impact it has on well-being, it could be the impact it has on environment. Because I always tell that story, but he used to tell me, nobody will remember me for my discovery in chemistry. So I want people to remember me for something they can relate to. And that's probably the reason why we have Noble Panacea today, because, you know, the the distance between like fundamental research and a Nobel Prize in chemistry and the beauty world could be, could be big, but he managed to merge it. So that's the reason why sustainability for him was an essential part if we were to launch a new brand. And for me, I've been working on a lot of brands. And um, one of the challenges I, I faced in the past is that actually these goods are used by a lot of people every single day. So it creates a lot of waste. And if I had one chance to create something, it would definitely um, take this into account and improve the waste management of the product. So sustainability was going to be at the core of Noble Panacea. And then um, we were, and I was inspired by the mentorship that Sir Fraser is constantly uh, sharing with his students. He has mentored over 500 PhD students in his life. That's a lot. And for him, really sharing knowledge with the next generation is also something that he wants to do. So for us, bringing on a partner, a philanthropic partner uh, that our clients could relate to and could donate to a bigger cause than just beauty was very important. And that's the reason why I chose Girl Up from the United Nations Foundation. And we focus with them on promoting education in science amongst girls. Here's a fun fact. Over 81% of consumers are opted into text messages from their favorite brands. They're finding out first about limited time offers, new products, and they're having two-way conversations, all via text messaging. And that, my friends, is where Attentive comes in. Attentive is a personalized text messaging platform that lets you grow your SMS subscriber list, interact with customers in real time, and unlock a new source of revenue. With tons of best practices built in, Attentive makes sure your audience stays engaged too. Thousands of innovative brands like CB2, Pura Vida, and Coach have created magical customer experiences and driven millions in online revenue using Attentive-powered text messages. Meet your secret weapon to cut through the clutter, 
grow brand love, and drive more sales. Relevant, engaging, mobile first. That's attentive. See what they can do for you at attentivemobile.com slash wavebreak. Attentive, drive sales with text message marketing. So obviously the world has gone through a very tumultuous time for lack of a better word, the last couple of years. So were there any major setbacks or challenges, um, you know, COVID, supply chain issues? Have, have you had to pivot, you know, maybe where um, some things are sourced? How challenging have the last several years been for you? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, COVID is one major factor, but the funny story is that we launched end of 2019, one month before COVID hit the world. So we will never know how well we would have done without COVID. That's true. The brand is <laughs> the brand is digital native, so I think we've been very uh, visionary and lucky with this. But I would say, uh, as the brand is seeing a steady growth, supply chain and making sure we anticipate uh, the capacity of production is indeed key to our success, and we need to pay attention to that. And then uh, I would say one of the biggest challenge that I found during the process of creation, and I still find now is the choice and commitment we've done since the beginning of working around something that will be the most sustainable option you can find. And that comes with extremely high-priced material and not a wide offer of choices while the industry is still taking its time to like move into the right direction. And, you know, hopefully the material we use and um, how we approach the business Although it, it is uh, very costly, it kind of inspires some other bigger groups or bigger brands to look into this direction and, and, and potentially uh, lower this price of uh, custom good. Because, yeah, that has been uh, one challenge, I would say. I'm sure. that That's a great point. So what is your, your methodology as a CEO when you're like um, deciding what to potentially forfeit or where you think, you know, your funds like need to go? Like, how do you balance somewhat of affordability uh, without forfeiting sustainability and quality? It really comes to the people and the founder. So there is absolutely no compromise into giving the best of science and uh, on the sustainability angle. So that doesn't leave you really a choice of doing something else, you know? And I do think it's the right direction which is best science, best applicated science to skincare and uh, most sustainable option you can find in the market. And if you have to take some heat or making some compromise on the numbers, then you do it. But as long as you do provide something that is fair and true to the value, which is why there is a word noble into noble panacea, uh, because this is how you behave when nobody's looking, right? Yeah. And so that, that is really how we run the company and how we have been designing the whole brand. Yeah. So to that effect, what would you say are the core pillars of the brand and how do you honor those values being noble? Yeah. So one important pillar, I would say, is the scientific precision where we cross checks everything. Um, we run clinicals. Um, our data is available. We make sure that we test into our lab to an extent that I've never seen in the beauty industry before, like 
the presence of the active ingredients and their uh, whenever they react, etc. So it is extremely precise and very interesting. Then there's the the really like the collaboration pillar. So Sir Fraser was always telling me like research is successful when laboratories uh, collaborate with, with each other. And for us, that's really what we follow internally uh, across different departments. I have people sitting in, in different continents, different countries, and everybody is very collaborative. But you can see as well with some of the activities we do with the brand in different markets, we have the Think Beautifully series, collaboration between different women exchanging on a particular topic. Or we just, um, I was just in London last week for uh, the Fashion Week. We did a collaboration with Roxanda, a designer that gave the opportunity to other female to express their ideas. And um, so we really look for those collaborative profile because uh, that's really embedded in the brand. And then the mentorship is also very important, as I explained. And that's why we work with Girl Up. And finally, uh, the sustainability. And that's why we have also, so we work with these materials that are biodegradable and we work with recycling partners that help us recycle the daily doses once they are empty. That's wonderful. I did, I did see your interview on YouTube with May Musk. I thought it was very interesting, but I'm going to flip it back on you because you're obviously the one doing the interviews, but what does it mean to you to think beautifully? For me, it's really to put all, all your brain efforts into creating something that makes you at ease and provide well-being. So every piece of your brain is working towards that goal. And in that situation, nothing can be wrong. I love that. I just want to touch briefly on some of those supply chain issues and how you go about forecasting. And then beyond that, um, just... How has it been for you building a team during this time as CEO? And how important is it to have somebody who, who supports accurate forecasting as best as you can? Forecasting is an interesting topic, particularly when you have no historical data. And then you could say that you can benchmark yourself with your previous experience and, uh, um, or different like data that you have from competitors, but actually Noble Panacea is so different in, in so many ways, uh, in the way you understand the product, in the way you use the product, that benchmark uh, is not necessarily um, relevant in that case. To be completely honest, I've been surprised. I've been disappointed in places where I think we would sell more, and I've been extremely surprised in places where I didn't think that would fly that high. So we are now on the third year able to forecast with our small historical data, plus our ambition of growth and expansion, of course. So we are, we are getting there. But to say that the forecasting uh, process is uh, nailed at Noble Panacea, that would be an overstatement, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a very challenging thing for so many brands. So let's talk about D2C versus retail. You you mentioned that you were surprised um, with some partners maybe or some uh, sources of sales that you were surprised by. So what percentage of the business is D2C? And then who who would you say is your your strongest partner? And how do you approach being an omni-channel brand? So right now we are looking at a very uh, strong percentage of the business being online. 
but that would include our website as well as uh, great partners such as Netaporté. Netaporté is actually our first retailer. We launched them beginning of 2020 in February. And the very interesting thing with Netaporté is that they already operate with clients that are that love to get educated about luxury brand online that read contents, but also trust the brand and the platform enough to make that choice of spending the money online without touching the textile or the fabrics or without trying the cream on their hands. So for us, Netaporte has been a great partner in that sense. And right now, I would say, for example, in Hong Kong, we just launched Hong Kong um, last March, where we have entered with an exclusive retail partner, and that has been proven to be very successful. So it really depends on the geography. But uh, for me, it's true that digital business is always most resilient to, um, well, we've seen with COVID and, um, and, and the decrease in traffic that we see in retail in some regions. Which market is the strongest for you? I'm curious. Is it, is it Asia? So right now, uh, it's North America, but that's also where we come from and where we started. North America is, is the biggest contributor to the business today. But I, I have to say, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of enthusiasts uh, from Europe where we could expect the market to be slower. Uh, many, I mean, I'm French, so no, there are, there are a lot of French brands that are extremely well established and I would have expected Europe to be a, a slower market, and we've been welcomed uh, very well in different countries in Europe. And then, of course, uh, Asia, we are just seeing the, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's talk about marketing. So which which channel has been the most effective for you and how strong are your, your social channels and how do you go about approaching you know, social media and marketing being such a luxurious brand. Yeah. So I think there is a mix of uh, different things. In marketing, we include traditional channel because uh, some markets are very relevant or still working with traditional print, for example, you know, in, in the luxury industry. So we look at this and in order for us to have a more, more direct link to conversion to our website, of course, uh, digital support is really helpful. And we've, we've seen that native articles are really helping because they both direct your clients or the interested person into your website, but they also help rank your website on Google. And uh, when it comes to social media, I do think it's the window to the world. So. I don't know how you do it, but when I hear about new brand, I usually, instead of going to their website, I, I go to their social media page because I get a sense of uh, what's, uh, what's happening on that, about that brand in, um, in an instant manner, what people are commenting about the brand. So that's probably the window, um, to the world. And, and we take care of that as well. Now we've seen with the recent change in, um, algorithm and video based a slowdown with engagement with Instagram that all the brands are trying to figure out. So that's definitely an interesting moment for social. 
Yeah, it's definitely a very uh, delicate time. That's for sure. I'm just curious. Do you read all of the comments and reviews? I don't personally read all the comments and reviews. What you can sure I'll be aware of if, if there is a, a, a bad review. So anything that's negative or could be like anyone bothered by anything they have received that I will know because there is a desire of always wanting to improve our offering. So that's why. <laughs> of course. Um, if you could go back and do perhaps something differently, what would it be? It's a very good question. I don't necessarily have an answer for that question. I was thinking about it. There are a lot of things that has happened because COVID was uh, like the, the main factor when we launched. So in the anticipation of the launch and everything we had planned, um, of course, that year of 2020 was supposed to be unfolding a lot of our assets and we chose to do so. We chose to do so because we had a solid um, digital platform and people were online at that time. So I was asking myself, would you do things differently? Would you hold for a second and then wait for the crisis to be over and then release all your like gorgeous counters and um, print investments and uh, out of home communication until everybody's back to town? Out of home, yes, but for the rest of our uh, communication and, and how we unfolded the asset during COVID, I, I think I would still do the same. So it's a tough question. Yeah, it's definitely a tough question. And and to that effect, being such a successful female CEO, I would imagine it's challenging at times to just manage your workflow and your personal life. So what are some of your top tricks for productivity and really optimizing your workflow? I would say that I'm no one without my team. I'm very lucky because uh, we are not a lot of people, but they are all extremely passionate, very optimistic, um, dedicated and uh, collaborative. So that helps a lot when you can rely on your uh, business partners, on your colleagues, on your team. That helps me. I think that's the, the most important. And then I put everything into a calendar. So if it's personal or professional, everything is in my calendar. So that leaves little room for surprise and creativity. But at least uh, I'm able to to um, achieve many things. What has been the most rewarding part of your career? And did you ever expect to be in the position that you're in? Did you always know you wanted to be CEO of a beauty brand? No, absolutely not. But then when I speak to my close friends, it was always clear that I was the most passionate <laughs> about my work versus <laughs> them. So I think that plays a role. Uh, but no, my, uh, I, I never thought I would be in that, in this position in such a beautiful project. And I never, I would have thought that I would have the honor to work with such a uh, high caliber. And I'm referring to surfaces to that. So, um, yeah, no, that was, uh, that took me by surprise, I have to say. Yeah, that's amazing. So for my final question, what does the future hold for Noble Panacea and what can we expect next? Well, we can expect, um, a great panel of innovations. We have some amazing, uh, product lineup. So that's going to be very exciting. It is the same Noble Panacea it doesn't launch like eight products a year. 
we want to launch the very best. So you can make sure that once it's in the market that has been tested millions of times and the sequence and the release of the ingredients will work for your optimal skin health. Uh, but we have some amazing products coming up and um, the growth of the brand is um, it's really going to be, I think, illustrated by our different touch points that will be multiplied in the coming years. Actually, I have one more question. So <laughs> for anyone who has not tried the brand, what would you say is your your hero product or what would be your biggest recommendation? I think if you've never tried the brand and you want to be like from nothing to wow, you try the overnight mats from Noble Panacea. So that's a product we launched in February. That's the octagonal box. And when you open it, it's purple. That's basically a overnight mask that you apply and that will release according to the chronobiology of the skin while you sleep, different ingredients. So just a fact, I don't know if you know that, but your skin is the most able to retain moisture at 4 a.m. Who wakes up at wow. 4 a.m. to put on your moisturizer? Nobody. So <laughs> the, the mask is uh, made to make sure that, of course, you have the detoxification, regeneration happening, etc., cell turnover. But then around 4 a.m., that's when we load or we release the hyaluronic acid, and that helps with your skin health and the quality that you can see in the morning. So we have the serum if you want to use it every single day. That's one of my favorite products. But if you want to impress someone from them not knowing anything to, oh, wow, okay, I get it now. Uh, this probably is going to be the overnight mask. Okay. So I have to have a follow-up question to that. Why 4 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so interesting. I've never heard it's, that before. It's just how the body works. Wow. It's wow. not it, like we haven't decided this. It's, it comes from <laughs> white papers and studies. And, and this is just how our body works. The same like the detoxification process starts around 11 a.m. So, of course, I guess this has to do with when the sun goes down, etc., when we, when you kind of get tired and get to bed and then uh, go, I think, uh, up until like three or four. And so during that detoxification process, that's very important to, to sleep. That's why you always have to go to bed before midnight because not only your skin is getting toxified, but your whole body. So you're getting, you're getting rid of toxins. So since I, I learned a lot about like, uh, uh, chronobiology and uh, what happens to our body at night, I go to bed very early now. <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm going to try to go to bed earlier, but that's so interesting. And this is, you're saving people's lives that they don't have to wake up at 4, 4 a.m. and apply serums. So yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it so much. For anyone who wants to find out more information on yourself and Noble Panacea, where can I direct them? You can direct them to noblepanacea.com. That's really where you can read about all the science and find uh, all our creations. Thank you so much. Thank you, Takara. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to leave a review and subscribe to all future episodes. For show notes and resources mentioned, go to glamandgrow.co. This show is produced by Wavebreak. If you're an e-commerce marketing leader who wants to take your email and CRM program to the next level, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co. Thanks so much for listening.
This episode is brought to you by Wavebreak. Most brands don't email right and it costs them. With ad costs getting more and more expensive, a world-class email and SMS program is essential. This is why Wavebreak exists. We're the premier email and SMS marketing agency that helps brands take their retention programs to the next level. If you want to learn more about partnering with us and how we can help, schedule a call with me today at wavebreak.co slash call.